strap on your VR headset because we're about to transport you into the captivating world of Ghosts of Tabor. Welcome to Tabor Radio. Hey, welcome to this episode of Tabor Radio. Today we're joined with another uh, exciting one. Oh yeah, and this one is, you know, an OG. I'm surprised it's mm-hmm. taken us this long in the podcast well, series to hit him up to his elbows and freaking Tabor. I can imagine it's not even a has been. I imagine he still is, you know. So I'm I'm definitely grateful he's taking the time. But today we're joined with Ronaldo Vieira, more maybe more commonly known as Ray. He's the chief development off, uh, officer and also the lead game developer for Ghost of Tabor. Right. So this is a huge one. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a pretty big thing to have on your resume. Oh, yeah. And this is a, a big one to to have him on the show today and, and I guess get to know him and maybe what's coming next in Ghost of Tabor. So, Ray, before I ramble too much, you know, do you mind to <laughs> introduce yourself a little bit better uh, and tell our you know, listeners exactly who you are. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, I am the lead game developer. I was, um, the first game developer here at combat waffle, um, started building the game from scratch from our first, um, pitch that Scott had envisioned. We worked to get that thing out there and, start building the community from the go, from the get-go. Um, I was approached by Scott. Uh, do you want me to get into how... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scott, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you did, okay. we were going to ask. You, you can sure. start when you were 16 if you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, prior to Combat Waffle, I was working on the metaverse. Um, I worked at a company that they were building virtual events and so we did you know big events like 300 people and it was a lot of fun and we worked with unreal engine and i was there was always a side of me that was like man i wish i was in games i wish you know metaverse stuff is cool but i really like to be in games and i always had um like side projects in vr so i started developing for vr since the oculus go um and and at that time it was already crazy hard. Um, ever since I put on the Gear VR, you guys remember that thing? That thing was was nuts. <laughs> I put that thing on and I was just like, I was like, what world is this? You know, like this is amazing. And um, I think it was around that time my interest in in um, in VR definitely peaked. So I started. I start. I had these side projects when Scott hit me up to work on Ghost of Tabor, um, I must have been as crazy as he was because, you know, <laughs> he he told me and he was like, yeah, and we need to do it in a year. And I was like, yeah, let's go, man. Let's do it. <laughs> and we only realized like, you know, like months into it, they were like, man, we are so far from our goal if we have to release in one year. But we got very lucky um, along the way. So I had a vast experience of, you know, multiplayer networking, dedicated servers, all that. So we taught the team as they came on how to work with all those technologies. And and we got very blessed, like, to have the team that we have. So we, we built this game studio, right? And we have, you know, brilliant minds like um, you've had in your interview before, um, Jonas, right? The, the CTO. So we, we had brilliant minds like that. All our game developers too, we're very blessed to have. 
and they helped us build this thing. And and I've my my role in all of this, I guess, is that um I've just been making sure. Well, just been making sure <laughs> that we have you know um, best networking code. You know, everything is done in in a correct way. Um, the performance is there. And um, I make sure to to introduce at least one bug per month because of job security. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, we de- we definitely we're definitely learning through all this process how to get better at um you know QA and all of that because our, our focus has been getting things out as fast as possible and now we're slowing it down. But um, I kind of went into so many subjects there, and I know you guys asked me like how. How I got here. Um, I, I think I started when I was um, 14 years old. I loaded up QBasic and it was like a text based um, programming program in DOS. And I got hooked on that. So I started, you know, I developed a passion really early on for game, pro- for, for game programming because that's what I was doing with it. And I didn't pursue that as a career. I went into other fields. Um, I went into like marketing and other IT related things like web development. And then so it wasn't until around uh, 2015 that I got back into programming as an actual job. Right. And then with Combat Waffle, I think it was, uh, man, I can't remember what year, but it was like two (laughs) years ago or something (laughs) when this project started. Now, how did how did you and Scott's paths cross that he would know to get in touch with you to that you were crazy enough to say yes? Yeah. <laughs> so we got introduced through a, a mutual contact, and I think ever since I started talking to Scott, we we would talk on a Discord, and we just clicked. Right? I just I just knew that like Scott was a cool dude. And I could understand what he was saying. Like, I, I understood his vision, what he wanted. He was a no BS or he is a no BS kind of mm-hmm. guy. And so I kind of just, you know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this could work. You know? <laughs> that's, that's one, I think, the, the strongest traits of, of hearing it even from him that, you know, look, I'm approachable. We'll, we'll argue you you can tell me I'm I'm fucking wrong, is, you know. I'm assuming as long as you're right for the reason for saying <laughs> that you're fucking wrong. But you can it's not this you know like you you feel reserved in your opinions or you can't you know voice something because you fear the CEO is going to come crashing down on you. So it seems like everybody that works there, which you said you know you're blessed to have the team. I mean, it's everybody has their perfect purpose at Combat Waffle. Yeah, and some of those side projects that you were working on kind of in the the in between, you know, prior to your your metaverse work, you know, were those just side projects to practice skill or did you, you know, release any games or or anything like that, you know, any titles that somebody might know? Not that anyone would know. No, I I think um the thing is I I'm I'm a very ambitious person and so my first project was like a, a a local multiplayer top-down shooter. So imagine like Diablo, but as a shooter, right? And so I was working on that, and I was just like, every single feature that came to mind, I'm like, 
oh, wouldn't it be cool if, yes, I'm doing it. And then I just like kept packing it on. And I think three years passed and I was like, yeah, I'm nowhere near finishing this. And then you start like as a developer, as a creative person, you start thinking of other projects. So I started working on this um, dragon VR flying game. And this was on the go at the time. And the doc, the quest one came out after, but um, Oculus was very tough when the quest one came out. And that they said that you could only ship to the Quest platform if you had a PC VR title already out. And so when that rule came out, I gave up on it. I was like, mm, you know, this is never going to see the light of day. So I just shelved it. I'm currently working as well on a side project, but it's going to be for Combat Waffle. But I, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I think it's something that the vr community is is lacking in right now oh man i I was i was gonna ask just because of the nature of the studio Mm -hmm. and how ideas seem to come to 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 life in front of our eyes here if there was anything kicking around that was going to get resurfaced or so i'm i'm content knowing that yeah, I don't need to know what, but just I'm getting the the spoon vibes with this with like spoon and, <laughs> yeah. and grim. It's grim. like, yeah, I have a feeling there's some idea that you've had in the back of your mind for a while. That's you know you're ready to. Uh, well, and if it's something that the commu- you know VR community hasn't, it's lacking or is needing, then mm-hmm. you know it's something that we we're, we're probably not even thinking of. So you know you mentioned that damn man <laughs> when you when you know you first hop on you have this this one year deadline. And which is aggressive by all standards of everything. Yeah. That's just we can use the word ambitious. It's ambitious, ambitious to say the it's to say gangster. the least. Uh, but do you want to take us through that that process a little bit? You know, yeah. you mentioned that you got a little worried for a bit, and then <laughs> you know things all came together. I mean, look look at the end product, right? But well, not the end product, the current product. Mm-hmm. You know, things came together. But yeah, do you want to take us through that? Like what I can imagine is intense twelve months. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love to. Um, so when the project started, right, uh, we didn't we didn't really have a project manager. We didn't we didn't have all this structure. Right. So it like I just came up with like, you know, a 12 month plan. And, you know, it was it was funny. I was like, yeah, so month one, you know, we're going to make the guns. Month two, we're going to, you know, have or month one and two, we're going to have all the network replication basics there. So we took it like chunk by chunk. We planned out the months, right? But then, like, we slowly started realizing, that, like, well, okay, month one is over, but we haven't really, like, accomplished this thing here. And it's also, like, when I didn't have all the details to start with, um, because we started so fast. We started on this project so fast that it was, like, there wasn't there wasn't um, much of a planning phase. Like, we had... We had a plan. We had like a very short script. It's like, this is what we're making. Go. And I was like, all right, let's go. And then so that was what I based my estimates on. But then all of a sudden we're like, but wait, you know, it's not like it's not like we're making like six guns. No, we need like 80 guns. We need like, you know, all all these types of uh, bunker upgrades and all these, you know, all these features. And they kind of and also um one of the things that happens during every game's development is um, feature creep, right? And so we always had a lot of these moments when, you know, we're like, wouldn't it be cool if, 
And then they're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, guys. Like, and in, in, you know, looking back at that, we're like, yeah, we probably wasted like a month or two just on that feature, right? <laughs> but it was, it was guns blazing the whole time. And it was, it, it's always, it's always been very exciting though, th- this, despite all that crazy um, crunch that we go through. We actually like, we actually released this game in October of, of last year because that's when our, our alpha program started going out to the, you know, the, the alpha testers. And it was at that point that like life changed for all of us because when, when October came around, we started seeing all these people with all these different types of headsets, you know, with these HTC Vives with their controllers and they're like, yeah, this button doesn't work on the Vive. And we're like, oh, well, none of us have a Vive. It's like, so we had to like, you know, like we had to learn how to listen to the community, how to manage what they were saying, uh, separate the bugs from what was just like something that somebody wanted. And I think to 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 summarize those 12 months it's just been a constant learning process you know of of how to manage time how to manage resources and and scott has been great in in providing the greatest resource of all which is you know humans (laughs) and so we've been able to um, (laughs) employ more people and that has helped us tremendously because everybody was um at a point always spread so thin that you know having more able bodies and and finding finding the right person the right people to fit our culture was also a bit of difficult difficulty during those 12 months because we're a very tight knit group we stay on discord all the time like if anyone runs into any sort of development issue we we go ahead right on the spot like hey um I'm blocked on this or I don't understand how this works Right, we expect people to speak up immediately, and so we had during the development people that would just, you know, like be stuck, and they're just looking at their keyboard, right, and like don't talk to anybody. And we're like, like I'm sorry, man, it's not going to work out like that <laughs> way. You know, we need people that are proactive, and that's that's the team we have now. You know, it's all it's all just rock stars that communicate and know how to work as a team. Well, everybody we've spoken to has that same passion. They all they, love the game. Obviously, which I think everybody can have the drive for something if you have the right motivation or, you know, the the person driving the, the team to get the best out of everyone. But no doubt, everyone that we've talked to from combat, it's just, it's like the perfect team of, of people. And again, it's, I wouldn't say it's your normal corporate structured environment but it pays off because you you look at the end result you're doing things that most people would say you know no you you can't or shouldn't do something like that but now the results i mean the discord community we saw this morning over seventy five thousand continues to grow every single week i mean it's it's got to feel super special being there from day one to look at what you all started with to where you are now with the studio growing new studio coming more games in development that are coming that have been released game god of only the knows yeah game of the game of, 
dude game of the year and it's not out on the official store till next year that is that is probably the biggest game of the year win mm-hmm. i've ever seen any game because i don't have any example of that ever happening before and it's easy to look at the end result now and hop on and say oh i want to be a part of the team or i want to be a part of this project but from day one but from day one so what was it about scott or ghost of tabor the concept of the game what about it sold you and made you willing to take that that chance i love shooter games i love yar um i was uh, i was already a big pavlov player at that time so i was already into vr shooters but this concept of bringing something new right we're completely different from that game so I, I definitely I definitely understood that it was lacking and that there was a great opportunity to be had in, in working on that. Um yeah, I think I think that's what definitely sold me is just being a being a VR gamer and having the ability to work on a VR game like this. Well, it seems like everything Combat Waffles doing is things that aren't in saturated markets or they're new conceptual experiences they're going to do so i'm I'm just curious if you think is do you believe it's always going to be that way where the team's always going to be looking for the thing that hasn't you know, been done yet correct or like what you have as a, a side project as well i mean i i from what i've seen i think that's a formula that works and if it ain't broke don't fix it so <laughs> We, we have a formula that works. I think just keep going with it is, is a sure way to, you know, continue success. We, we, we look at a lot of other games, and I, I don't mean to shoot them down. Like, I see a lot of brilliant, creative games out there. But it's, it's just not what people want. Like, no one's asking for this brilliant, creative things that, that people are bringing. And it, it's... Like, I, I I don't know if it's sad or, or what, but like, it's just like, it's not what people want. You have to give the people what they want, right? And so the VR market is still in its infancy, right? Like um, you, you mentioned the VR awards, right? And while we were there, it was great. It's such an honor to have received it. It still felt small, right? Like you compare it to the game awards or something else like that, which is much bigger, right? The VR market is is small and it's, it's still growing. And as we grow, I think the best way to grow it is to give people what they want, right? Just be like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if that game was in VR, right? And that's like, oh, wait, I play that game. Let me let me go buy a VR headset to play it in VR now, right? I think that just, just makes sense. No, nope, totally, totally. And I, I mean, look at it with Grimm, with Russ, and Silent North has quite the hype to it as mm-hmm. well, so... No, I'm. And we're getting teasers finally. So yeah, I'm hyped for <laughs> our, not only Ghost of Tabor, but again the the future of Combat Wall. Oh, as, as a studio, we I think we called it like eight months ago. It's like this is a studio that's gonna. They're not going anywhere. They're mm-hmm. going nowhere but up. And they're gonna be a dominating force in the. But I, I also understand. You know, I mean, there's so much risk involved with going into VR. I get why people piggyback on others as much as it happens because it's like if I can make just a, a little bit, then I can hopefully have enough funding to 
to move on and maybe make a better product where combat waffle from day one has been like, no, this is what we're making. And I also think the reality is that in order for VR to hit the, the bigger size award shows, it takes games like ghost of Tabor that yeah. really push the industry. What people forward. know you can do it. Yeah. I mean, a, a game like ghost of Tabor is one of those industry growers <laughs> uh, for sure. And you know, today and you know, the end of 2023, the team's grown a bit. I'm sure your role, your daily, you know, responsibilities and stuff have shifted a bit. Are you still hands-on, you know, programming the game or you've taken more of like an overseeing role of the team? I'm definitely still very hands-on. Um, I love programming and I like I like working closely with the people that I work with. So I I, I manage, you know, the game developers. But I also make sure that their code is up to standard. Um, we have a lot of great new people as well. Like, you, as you mentioned, um, Spoon, right, who I also share knowledge with. And also also the developers, um, even some of the new, newer ones. It's like we never stop learning. So sometimes I even learn from them. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still very much hands-on. Um, even though they tell me I shouldn't be, I should be managing more, <laughs> but I just can't help it. I just got to keep coding. <laughs> that goes back to the passion and the love yep. everyone on the team has. It's like they, they can't keep you away if, if they wanted, you know, you as long as the it. percentage of management is far greater than the amount of coding time. Mm-hmm. I could see turning a blind eye to mm-hmm. have somebody happy and enjoying it. If they didn't let you, you'd probably do it in your free time. You know, that's the the vibe I get from that oh and it's it's a language you want to stay fresh with it you correct know? things and, you change know, know what's going on inside sure. your baby you know so so i want to i really want to know like in some of those points where you guys were doing hot fixes or like really cramming or you know there was a an update that came out and it didn't necessarily you know get launched what what was that energy like with the amount of people that were were trying to work out these fixes and in, in real time to get it out there it was um it was a gut wrenching experience to be honest. Like, because the the worst thing to us as people that care about the game is seeing seeing other people have issues with the game, right? And then you hear that it's like it's not one or two people; it's here, it's hundreds, thousands, and then you're like, oh man, like this is this is awful, like. And, and the community, oh geez, they're 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 very understanding. Like, I mean, like if I was a gamer, I would have said, like, you know what, screw this game, I'm out of here, man. You guys are done to me. But like, there's been people that stuck around like through our hardest of times, and, and I was just like, wow, like these people really like this game. And so, I think that always encourages us to to do our best. But yeah, we've. Those hot fixes have been rough, and we had um, one of the things that um, kept me up a lot was we had a lot of crashes, and to me that was the worst thing because you know, as a gamer, as a you're playing a multiplayer game with with consequences, right? You have um, not real life consequences, obviously <laughs> that would really suck, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, you have your loot and it's like, it's not real life, but it's, it's, it sort of is because you've put in time, right. To, to reap those rewards. And then the game crashes 
And that those percentages were so high and we were just like, man, we got to fix this. We got to fix this for months and months. And then we finally have the game now where it's super stable. Our, our biggest crashes have been resolved. It's not crash free, obviously, but we are working towards that, you know, as much as it can be. Um, the, and th- those are always things we try to get into those hot fixes as well. But yeah, man, those those hot fix times. Um, one of the things we're trying to do is, and there's only one way to do it, really, is not not slow down development, but um, give more time between updates so that those hot fixes aren't needed as much. They've been vetted more. Right. But it, it's because we're so ambitious, right? And we want to get so many things out. We're so eager that sometimes those hot fixes are required so often too. Well, well, the aggress again, I'll go back to the the aggressiveness is it's a little higher than norm. <laughs> so I, yeah. I I mean I get it. And and I will yeah, I'd say the communities people who've been around a long time, they just go with the flow. They know and they know mm-hmm. something's gonna come and they would it would get fixed or that issue would go away. And- well, I think that the speed of, of fixes and updates also oh, puts a level ridiculous. of faith that the community has that, look, if something does go wrong because you try to add something new, the developers are going to be quick to fix it. I mean, and, historically. And they've always been transparent. Mm-hmm. So that, I, And I think that's one of the reasons why the community has always stood by Combat Waffle is because it's been open and honest with like if something didn't work it's not like no nah, it works fine yeah we're, we're it's, it's just a few, into it. no it's like it's taken serious i've seen it in the announcements you know like hey i know we just did this but this specific thing happened and it's already being fixed and yeah i mean I, like holy moses the community is quite something that's so why i, so I wondered that energy not that i would wish having to do like quick fixes on anything but just to, <laughs> to to feel the energy from each person involved in the conversations if you know the vocal tones that are going on and the phone calls and it's it's just got to so I wouldn't wish it on someone but I would think going through it and coming out of it and having you know results that have worked because of it only makes the team stronger with well you can hear it in their voice whenever anybody on the team has talked about an issue it's like you can hear the genuine disappointment about it like the crashes you're talking about it there you sound even though it's in the past you just sound bummed that it ever even existed you know and you know there's been times that we talk with scott and an issue of people glitching through the wall or 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 finding a way to cheat drives him freaking nuts but (laughs) for the most part i mean knock on wood we were just talking about the other day the game is very stable yeah for us right now it's running smooth it looks nice on the Quest 3. It looks real good. Uh, so there's a couple times that you referenced, you know, like the Gear VR, the Oculus Go. Are you playing mainly on standalone VR or are you a PC VR user? I play only on the Quest 2. or I, I, only, I do play PC VR during tests, but yeah, my Quest 2 and now the Quest 3 is my go-to for Ghost of Tabor. I just like that convenience, you know, sitting on the couch and gaming or stand up real quickly if it gets serious <laughs> i love to hear it we're quest users yeah. as well too the, so the freedom is what i love the most quick boot yeah. up you just boom put on the headset good to go uh but I, I love to hear you know that the the lead game developer you know he's using a quest as well so 
and won't, a few won't more, be ignored. And a few more headsets Definitely. were just sold. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the Quest, <laughs> the Quest Three, I think, is going to be incredibly popular. So you're still playing on a Quest Two, or you play on the the Quest Three now? I play. So I I try to play more on the Quest Three, but I still have to. Like I'm I'm obligated personally to play on the Quest Two. Like no one obligates me. I obligate myself <laughs> to play on the Quest Two because I know that that's still what the major- majority of our players are using, and so it's it's good to experience the game how they're experiencing it firsthand. Makes sense. Just that extra level of care that people are putting into yeah that level of commitment. And it makes is sense. It, it you know if something's going to happen, maybe I can see it from the same mm-hmm. same device that people are having it happen on. Yeah, it takes restraint. It would take, you know, it would take some some restraint to not throw on the Quest 3 if I was out. Oh, 100%. 100%. Or <laughs> the, the most jacked up PC VR you've ever seen. Yeah. The hell out. <laughs> so, yeah, the tracking is so nice on the Quest 3. It's, yeah. But, you know, you guys are pretty relentless with updates and fixes and, and you know, stability things. But, you know, that UWU DLC drop, the new uh, end raid screen which I love yeah, the nice, nice detailed touch. breakdown, you know? So you guys, even in a, a period where you're focusing more on fixes and stuff, still bringing new content and updates. Uh, I understand if you can't go too, too in depth, but <laughs> uh, I'd be foolish to not ask. Uh, is there more things that, you know, users can expect to come early into the new year? I, I think uh, our main goal for, our official launch next year, sometime next year. Um, I don't think I can say the date, but sometime <laughs> next year. Oh, sure. Um, sure you can, man. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me sure. check. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're focusing on making the game, even though there's still a lot of more features to come, we are focusing primarily on the experience as a whole trying to polish it right so that so that you can feel like you're in a finished game even though it's not yet finished and there's still so much to come we want we want to get that experience right we're i think we're um making that extra step and it's it's funny that it hasn't been mentioned as often now but we're i think we're at the final stretches of um fixing the jank as it was so infamously <laughs> called Right, we're trying to get rid of that jank just to make it feel like you know players deserve it. They're, you're in a game, and it, it's it's as close to finished as possible. Even though it'll never be finished, there's always going to be new content, you know, new new safe house upgrades, new new things for you, new guns, right? New gear, new armor. There's always going to be stuff like that, but new perhaps new missions. Who knows? Um, but <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's our focus right now. No, I think I think it's perfect. I mean, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. There's there's enough there's enough content. There's enough content right now in its form that you know. Yeah, if the I just wonder how much restraint you all have as a group to not want to <laughs> fight the urge to put more shit in there when you need to focus on just no. We're here to just polish it up, make sure everything mm-hmm. when everyone's fiending to add more content versus the. So that that should be a fun challenge, but I look forward to the. I, I really look forward to that store release because oh of the people goodness. who. I love knowing that we played it so long ago, and we've seen the transition, and we've 
we've lived through minor headaches and found workarounds for others before fixes came. But you know they're going to put that shit on the so, yeah the on the store homepage. Get you know they're, they're going to put that right on the homepage when you load in with a. a but big... that first time user that's going to go in there and have that much in front of them, it's it's going to be pretty incredible. With yeah. no real appreciation either for how, how far quickly it's gone. Yeah, I would I still throw it out there. I'm like, you know, this game still isn't like technically released on the official store it's like you gotta and this, the level of of value you have for it goes up even higher at what you've accomplished with a game that's on app lab yeah i think so much of that quote-unquote jank going away it's like the legs look great when they move i think that that type of stuff makes people think jank if they like cross and stuff like that so that's working great the yep. grab all looks great mm-hmm. or works great too it's like loading up your gun i mean how could you say janky when it has the best oh. reload mechanics in vr some of the best gun physics Down to the angle of the clip going in yeah but yeah. for yourself you know maybe you're a perfectionist i kind of get that that impression a little bit in your mind what's a finished product with bug fixes like what are some things that you know you're still itching to have ironed out before an official store launch Working really hard to uh, improve the IK. Um, and, and keep in mind, though, we, we say um, that we're only working on polishing, but we do we do have some teams, um, some team members that are working on new features, completing new features while all of this is happening. They're just not allowed to put it into the game <laughs> yet. So that- no breaking anything. <laughs> yeah, they're just there like Auntie, like, can I push it yet? Like, no, no, not yet. Just wait. Just wait. Uh but yeah, uh we want our RK IK to look better. Um we've made great strides with performance. So I, I think I think we are we're good on that front. I think in a couple more couple more patches, you guys will We'll reap the benefits of that, especially on the quest, you know, where the performance is um, always a, a good thing to optimize. Um, and more crash fixes, really. Um, get those last few, you know, crashes that aren't as often now, but, you know, they still happen and they're still there in the analytics and they still bother us. So I think getting those out of the way, maintaining the product as stable as possible is our number one goal right now well and having it be stable on so a multitude of headsets mm-hmm. where that's where the balancing act gets a little i could see like if you focused all in on like i'm just going full full um, bore just, on the, quest. just the quest you yeah know? but to have to deal with the issues that the quest would pose to the the htc elite you know the, the index and just the list goes it's, on it's super tricky I'm not going to lie. Uh, anyone that says <laughs> otherwise is lying, man. It's super tricky because, you know, in, in like in PC gaming, all you have to do is like support Windows or something, right? <laughs> it's like and with VR, no, you got to support like this headset and that one and that one and that one and that one. And they all have different controllers. And you're like, dude, like who came up with this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And, you know, at this point, there's multiple maps day and night mode so there's plenty of content i think to hold people uh, over just your, your the bunker upgrades from the the last major one was that wasn't more than enough to kill some time but i love the visual that there's this team with just a, 
a backlog of content just waiting to to test Dang out and, and yeah. try to put in. So it's like as soon as the not the vision, but the plans change a little bit and it's back to, you know, all right, let's let's pump in some stuff. You have quite a bit to weed through and, and choose from. So love to know that the team's hard at work. But with there being, you know, three different maps, day mode, night mode, what's your favorite map to play on? That's a good question. Um it depends really. I don't I don't think I have a favorite. I have I have like a one for each uh mood that I'm feeling. So if I want to get into more of like a deathmatch kind of experience, I will go into missile silo because that's where you know you're gonna have a faster um time to kill experience right or time to get killed experience um <laughs> <laughs> uh, man I, I i had some hilarious experiences inside like uh like once i was just uh i was just uh going into the elevator secret stash room right the one you got to open and uh shooting at this at this guy and he was like i'm unarmed i'm unarmed i was like all right cool i put down my gun and just came in and as soon as i came in he just stabbed me in the head it's like, <laughs> like what even the developers caught caught being too nice yep you can never yep. trust anyone in this game I think I think it was after that that I was like, yeah, that that trust no one thing. Yeah, that's that's for <laughs> sure, man. You can't trust even like the even the squeakiest of voices. You can't trust. <laughs> you know, I'll screw that. If you ask me, the squeakiest of voices is the ones I trust the least. You know what though? I I base it on the tone because we've we've been turned against. I had my hands up and everything as we were just walking past each other. And then he just reached down, pulled a gun out, and shot me in the head. Mm-hmm. That was very early into you playing. But too. if I hear the the genuine like vibration of the voice, like the person's nervous, they don't want to get killed, or they, you know, just they already got robbed once and were allowed to live and had nothing. You know, I'll throw the compassion their way. <laughs> but I know you're more prone to be no, like, I don't no, as soon as he walks in, in I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> bullet in the head. I'm like, no, no did sympathy. you hear the voice? He's not going to hurt us. I don't care rather hurt him than yeah, him but, hurt us but most of the the developers and or people from the studio we talk to have the no no i'm gonna fucking shoot you on site mm-hmm. you can scream beg whatever i'm going to kill you and i'm <laughs> still taking your stuff so you don't even have to offer it to me so with that being said do you play solo or do you play usually in a, a team i play solo so Ooh. it's yeah, wow. it, it's intense. And so I, I like <laughs> yeah. Silo for that. And then when I play Island of Tabor and you play solo, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm playing a horror game because it's like you have to watch like every single corner <laughs> you turn, every single noise. You're like, what was that? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's tense, man. And it's just like it's a it's a heart racing experience playing, um, especially that one. Yeah. Um if he yeah. dies, I get anxiety. I don't like playing. No, I feel, I feel like I'm being watched. Hell yeah. Sometimes when I'm on Tabor Island. Like, I legit feel like if I were walking down the street and being followed, like, I'm being hunted. Mm-hmm. And I know I am. And I know someone's using line of sight in their favor to be behind. I just, I you can sense it. And there's been times I have to go through, like, three or four different fights after you die, you know. <laughs> or vice versa. I die. Now you got to make it to the extraction on your oh, own. Oh, yeah. It gets the heart racing. Whole different game, yeah. if you ask me. Uh-huh. It doesn't even... It, it It's... 
We crazy. just watched your buddy, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different game. Well, and playing solo, it's just you got no one to watch your back. Solo you know? is is that kicks up my stress level. Yeah, million percent. And are you it, more of a loot hunter? Or are you going for the blood? You're going for the kills. I, I go for both. So I, I try to get more gear, right? That that's my primary focus for looting, right? Getting more gear just so I can keep playing and not have to spend money in the store. That's what I go more for. But I, I think definitely I'm definitely like I was big on those like Resident Evil games. So that that's why I play solo because I, I I pretend I'm playing Resident Evil games. <laughs> Everyone's a zombie or something, but with a gun. That's awesome. If you ask me the name of the game is Stay Alive. So I'm a loot guy as well. Well we'll even say it sometimes like it might be a quick run, but like, look, we're leaving with more, Two than more we, guns. Yeah. More shit than we came in with. We're not dead yet. Mm-hmm. Let's Maybe just, I ate some bullets. Let's just go back to the bunker and then we can go back mm-hmm. in. But that's a success to me. I don't have to wipe the server. And do you keep yourself honest? Because I heard you, you know, say getting money. So you don't load yourself up with infinite money or anything like that, even as one of the lead. That's a infinity yeah. symbol. Keep it honest. <clears throat> I de- we we definitely don't and and that that's that's heavily frowned upon here at the studio like we early in the days during our testing you know we had to do it so it was like yeah I'm going in you know I'll give me like you know load me up with a million karunas and you know <laughs> I'm good to go but but now it's like it's like no you 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 can get it you, you can earn <laughs> it yourself you know. No, that's fair. I like knowing though that the team themselves, after mm-hmm. wipe, it's like, hey, we're, no, we're, we're all in the same, same field. Yeah, I'm sure you got the 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 good DLC, but mm-hmm. there was a video though when I think um, I don't know if it was like when the game launched or before, but me and uh, being a another dev from the studio, we actually had you know loaded ourselves up with the highest tier loot. And we still got killed <laughs> and someone recorded it. Someone was streaming it on YouTube and, and I found the video and I showed him later. I'm like, look, they even humiliated us. Uh, <laughs> they did things to us. Skill above all, you know, it goes to show you yeah. that, you know. I imagine getting a bag of dev loot though. And I, <laughs> I think the game is the most fun. Like it's cool though. I, I like the wipe events, you know, with like unlimited money and stuff like that, but it, to me, most of the fun of the game is unlocking stuff, you know, going out, extracting and everything Finding like that. Finding good stuff. So I think if you did cheat a bit internally and, and load up infinite money and you'd be kind of ruining your own game for yourself, you know? And for sure. You can definitely hear that you all are fans of the game, you know, and is this the main VR game you're playing Right now, or do you play other VR games as or the, well? Or the ones he can't say he's correct. Playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my main game. Um, I, I, I'm still very much into um, a game called Pavlov VR. I don't know if you guys heard, heard of it. It's, yep, yep. I, I think the experiences are different. So I go into Ghost of Tabor um, because it has the progression, because it has, you know, this whole intense feeling that I don't think any other VR game can deliver to me. And I will play, you know, Pavlov just to get a a quick, you know, run and gun type thing, right. Where I don't have to loot and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I I think, um, 
I still, I still enjoy the fact that I know that with Ghost of Tabor, obviously I'm suspect to say, but <laughs> I know that with Ghost of Tabor, we have a long road ahead and so many new features that are coming. And, you know, the, I, I think, I think what keeps a lot of people into a game is progression. Right. And so knowing that, you know, you're going to have progression and the more time you put into a game, you're going to get something out of it. Even if there is a wipe, you know, you're going to get skill from that, knowing, you know, no, knowing every nook and cranny of a map is definitely going to be beneficial during the next wipe. Ooh. No, and I love to hear that, you know, the developers are fans of VR, you know, Pav- other shooters, you know, whether that's Pavlov or, or Breachers, you know, you guys aren't scared to say just because it's a different shooter that... Hmm. You know, you don't ignore them or pretend they don't exist. Like, no, they're those are great games we'll as love, well. Love breachers got in uh, the new map. Yeah, there's a, a breacher sign right in there. You know, there's a lot of games shown off on that map, but most of them are beyond frames games. You know, shared publisher, but even like breachers, boom. You guys love the game. Scott loves the game. Boom, show them off. So, <laughs> yeah, I love that the the team isn't scared to. <laughs> I don't to think give, they have to be either. No. When you know how good your product is, mm-hmm. you you see the results, the community, yeah. What you, there's no no competition. And you're the first to do it. Yeah, there's no. That's what makes it even more special. It's like you're doing it, but you're the first to mm-hmm. do it. And are you playing Grim and Silent North as well internally? Yes, uh, I actually. Um, so I wasn't big into the category of games of of survival games until Ghost of Tabor. And I find myself like wanting to play that more now after it goes to Tabor. And so Grim, you know, takes it, um, I wouldn't say like further, but it takes it to a different turn, right? Where you have, you know, the crafting and stuff like that. And so that game is 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 tremendously interesting. It, it's funny because like uh, not not to hate on any game, but like I'm not a I'm not an art guy, I'm not a rust guy. You know, I try to play those games. And I'm like, why do I need to eat? Why do I need to build a base? Like, I already have to build a base in real life, man. Like, <laughs> but in VR, it's just—I don't know. It's just fun. It's like you—you're building it, and like you see it there. You're looking like, wow, I'm like actually in here. So it's—it's it's definitely fun playing those games. Um, Silent North still has a long road ahead, but I'm definitely excited for it because it's you know it's gonna have zombies and everybody you know (laughs) loves that thrilling experience running from zombies trying to survive and the and again it's like it's different from ghost of tabor right it's it's you have the survival mechanics but it's taken to a different level right so i'm very excited for both of those games i know Stratus over here, he's very excited for Grim. Oh, yeah, I send spoon messages probably monthly. <laughs> What's going on, brother? <laughs> What's the good yeah, word spoon in the program spoon world? A, yeah, he's man. a genius. It's, 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 it's a blessing to have him with us, you know. Like I said, with every developer. But Spoon helped us out, actually, behind the scenes a lot on our game development. So um, there was times, you know, that I just couldn't figure something out. And I would, I would just get like a random message from this guy. I'm like, who the hell is spoon fed? Why is he DMing me? He's like, Hey man, this issue you're having, you know, like you just have to do this and that. 
I was like, oh, thanks, random stranger on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and with time, like eventually, I don't, I think like he helped us out so many times that it was just like the obvious step was, you know, for Scott to hire him and for us to have this, him as part of Combat Waffle. Well, I think Scott called him a unicorn. Mm-hmm. But then again, I think yeah. all the staff he refers to as unicorns, more or less, because they're all magical. They're all good at what they do. But uh, hey, I, I heard Spoon is definitely a little next level, though. Like he's seeing Matrix shit. <laughs> yeah. Hard yeah. work with Ghost of Tabor and Working Grim. Grim. But now I'm excited for whatever we might see from Ray in the future, whatever is in his brain. Oh, I can't wait to know what that is. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, wait a couple of years. Combat Waffle, when they have multiple titles released, it's going to be intense. It's it's well, going you, to push you, the industry forward. You put it on record that they'll probably be studio of the year um, next year or the year after. That was so. my guess. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. Game of the year. In if every game access. you do is going to hit game of the year, then. But you guys are going to need a lot of trophy and award space <laughs> in the new studio. Might need to expand just the showroom. For sure. Uh, but something I love to ask every person from the team that we get on on the show is for new players or players that, quite frankly, maybe they're just not the best. They're losing all their loot. They keep dying. Oh, no, things keep going wrong. Uh, do you have any tips for new or struggling players? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say... Don't play it solo. Don't be like me. Don't be an idiot. Uh, find a group of friends, you know, on the Discord that can team up with you. And that is your best chance for survival. You know, um, together we're stronger. So that definitely just definitely holds true in Ghost of Tabor. And that being an obvious tip, another one is um, one one of the things... I tend to do a lot is I'll play missile silo for the loot, right? So you go in naked into missile silo, right? Don't take any gear or take just like a pistol. Try to come up with some stuff and keep amassing stuff, right? And then go into the harder maps like Island of Tabor, right? Or or Maka. Um, I think that's a a good strategy to follow. So to you, Missile Silo is the easiest map for a, a solo player? It's 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 not that it's the easiest, but it's the fastest. So when trying to amass loot, you could, you know, if you're only bringing a pistol, you're not risking much, right? If if you bring a pistol into Island of Tabor, it, 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 every match is, is varied, right? It depends on the amount of NPCs and the amount of players you're going to run into. But a missile silo is going to be faster. So the amount of time you have to amass loot will be faster in missile silo. But not, not necessarily easier. It's just, just faster. You'll, you'll either survive faster or you'll die faster. <laughs> but you'll risk very little if you only bring a pistol. That makes sense. And I also feel like there's much more distance to travel in like Tabor Island to potential loot spots. Not, not that it's significant. I mean, you can find loot everywhere, but... Missile silo is definitely a little it's, bit more compact. It's it's comfortable. Yeah, you're probably going to find an NPC to kill and get their guns at, at the very least. Super I got, fast. I got freedom on on the island. You know, I can like I don't. I'm pretty limited yeah. in that silo. Yeah, we like the island a lot for sure. I love the new map. I love Maka. 
but I'm always that one. That one's I get more spy vibes in that one because mm-hmm. again, feeling like I'm being watched everywhere I go. But that one because it's more, you know, it's freaking buildings and shit. So mm-hmm. I gotta. I'm always worried there's gonna be someone tucked around a corner and again line of sight. It's everywhere. Yeah, and beautiful map though. Jesus, you know everybody has their go to yeah. spots. You know we love the docks. You know I love to go to the docks and then also love the house. Yeah, yeah. For yourself, do you have any go-to spots that you load in? Like, I got to hit this. So there's times in Island of Tabor where I just want to player hunt and I just want to shoot each other. And so I try to get to the church as quick as possible. Um, I know the spawns changed recently, but previously that used to be the case where I could... I, I know that rough area... Of the church, um, the graveyard close to the prison camp, and the prison camp was a very good place to have encounters at. So that's those were usually the areas where I would head to when I'm looking for those kinds of experiences. But I think um, the one you mentioned, the, the the pier, right, is a good place to wait for people because of those windows, right? And <laughs> I find that I'm not the only one that does that. I, I <laughs> On multiple occasions, you'll see other players, you know, camped on those windows, just waiting for someone to extract. And it's always fun engaging either, even if you're at the window or you're on the other side, that's always an exciting spot to engage at. So I know some people aren't the biggest fan of camping and such, but yourself, you have no moral dilemma against it. I normally do not like games where people camp. It's like, what Uh, the hell? But this isn't, I've camped this isn't camping. It's not camping though. I've done it. It's not Guilty. camping. It's different, fun. different game. It's fun. There's no walls closing <laughs> in on me. There's no red zone closing in. I'm in this house because I know there's other people out there. And fuck you, I'm gonna wait until I see <laughs> one walking over, and then we're gonna shoot him. But I don't. It doesn't feel like camping, even when it's happened to me. You know, if I if I go into a place and I I always stop and listen. Do I hear any sounds? And then I like step real quiet and then I get shot in the head. I'm not upset at the guy. I'm like, I would have done the same thing. So yeah, you don't consider it dirty or anything to not at all. in this game? Not in Ghost of Tabor. <laughs> Any other game? Yeah, I'm probably gonna be pissed off. Like, yeah. Fucking camper. But in this game, I get it. You know, it's like it this is survival at its and if I wanna leave, I can go to an extraction point. But yeah, um I might have spent some time in the on the docks trying to hide. Yeah. So you might have been one of those guys. I might have been one of those guys. I might have accidentally hid behind the vending machine <laughs> once and took a guy out because he very few people go past. I might have left weapons out like a, a we do that a lot. We'll leave we'll try to set traps, like put a wicked good gun out where if you walk yeah, me, by it, you have let to me write that one down. <laughs> and then we, we have the the line of sight from two different areas. So yeah, we yeah. baited. How can you not? Yeah. Look, here's a here's a stacked backpack waiting for you. Just come get it. Works. It's on part most. of the game, right? It's it, mm-hmm. it's it's the genre, right? You want to loot, so other people are just moving moving loot, right? So <laughs> you have to use that to your advantage. I just hate when we kill someone and they have nothing. <laughs> they have like literally nothing, and I'm like, you know, could have had a stone fight with this guy. Too funny. <laughs> Maybe that's a feature we need to add. Throwing rocks. <laughs> Throwing rocks. Slingshot. Last, Slingshot. Last yeah. It'll just disorient you, piss you off, but it won't give you like a kill, you know. 
when in doubt, keep a couple of rocks in your backpack. No, but but great stuff. Uh, you know, Ray, we know everybody at the the Combat Waffle team, hard at work. Up to their necks and work every day. Yeah. They don't to, stop. To say the I'm least. assuming you guys are taking some holiday time off. <laughs> knowing Ghost, knowing the, the Combat Waffle bit. team. Yeah, I was going to say, who knows? You know, I'm sure that we're, we're closed we'll for 12 hours. See a patch dropping on, <laughs> on January 2nd or something like that. So, you know, we're definitely appreciative of you, you know, taking almost an hour to talk with us today. You know, yeah. get me by. get me in a Tabor mood, to say the least. I'm thinking I'm going to have to jump in after this for, for a couple of rounds. Do a couple of rounds. Uh, but definitely appreciate you coming on, Ray, before we wrap, wrap this show up. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to say for the listeners? Maybe... Uh, I don't know. Any message for them? Maybe what anything else that's coming? I think we already touched on that. So, yeah, anything else you want to say? Not trying to cause problems. No. Anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, thank thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks for having me here. Um, and for everyone, you know, listening um, and watching, definitely stay tuned because there's a lot of things coming. And e- even though I said uh, we're focusing more on polishing, um, that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't have all those features that we're still building on the side. As soon as that thing comes out, we are already like, well, you know, those features are going to go in pretty soon as soon as that happens. So, nope. so like you stay said, tuned. Team's still working on making new stuff. So even yeah. if it's not added in yet, just know that I the team's faith. still hard at work. Yeah. I have an idea. Nope. I have a feeling that ideas are not, not in short shortage at combat waffle i have a feeling that's the easy part implementing them and making them is probably what (laughs) will hold them up uh but thank you again thank you again ray for for joining us today this was a a great interview uh for the listeners stay tuned for the next next episode the first of every month let's see who we get on for the next one uh it's easy to see why ghost of tabor and combat waffle studios is as successful as it is when you know you hear from the OGs nice little, of the studio, nice yeah. Catalog of people we've spoken to, you just the same passion, same energy. A true all-star no team. No one blinking so. SOS. So yeah, it's <laughs> definitely good to get the insight into to how how greatness happened. So thank you again, Ray, and for the listeners, stay tuned for the next one. Take care. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.